it's your boy Aya and welcome back to Four Man Up Podcast. Today is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm joined by my impeccable brothers, man like Corridor, man like Marvin, and man like Leandre. And today we're going to really be diving into the topic of masculinity. Um, what does that mean in the 21st century? And we'll see where we'll go from there. But before we get into the deep end, guys, I want to you know, throw some bullet questions and, you to, and it's speed questions. You need to answer straight away. No, no, no five second deliberation. Uh, so I, I'm going to start with, with Leandre. Let's you go. Know, let's go, you know, you know, MJ or LeBron? LeBron. Hi. Okay. <laughs> Marvin, Ghanaian Jello for, or, or Nigerian Jello? Nigerian. You're very correct. My wife is at home. <laughs> <laughs> Collect some brownie points. 100%. Um, Corridor. Plantain or plantain? Plantain, man. Uh, Come on. What is this? I want to do one for all of you guys. Messi, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Yeah. This is why I waited. You see how I took a, a t- <laughs> See how I paused? <laughs> Messi. All day. Messi. This is how I, why are you saying I was going to say, why Messi? I think Ronaldo for me, because Messi did work hard, right? He did, he did work, but Ronaldo is the, as far as football fans are concerned, the epitome of hard work. And the fact that you can do it. Yeah, yeah, it gives me hope, bro. It gives me hope. I'm not ashamed to say that. 100%. See, and that definition there just tells me how sublime Messi is because you can't copy that. No, but you can rival it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a lot more poorer versions of Messi Daniel of Ronaldo in World Cup. Oh, so what are you saying? Oh, let me not say what I'm about to say. Guys, you can, <laughs> no, guys, guys, you can dribble. You know what I mean? Guys, you can dive between two guys. You can, you know, score a free kick. There's guys who can do that, just not as consistently or well as Messi. Okay. What are you going to say? Zlatan's a poor version of Ronaldo. Apart from that, who's out there that even comes, has the attributes, the rounded attributes he has? See what Ronaldo is? Ronaldo's a hard worker. Yeah? <laughs> Let me tell you now. Yeah. I can show you millions, I think even millions, mm. of 18 to 25 year old hard workers. <laughs> <laughs> With his stats? Who, who, who didn't get there. Full of versions. And it's life, you know? Messi. <laughs> Messi was never not making it. He's a gift. You, you can't find another Messi. Messi, like, if you woke up, he would do what he was doing. If he slept, he would do what he's doing. 100%. If he had five men on his back, he'll be doing what he's doing. It's a gift. But that doesn't make him the best yeah. of all time. Because in terms of his influence and inspiration, he's just, oh yeah, he's special. He's in the category all by himself. Great. But Ronaldo, now Ronaldo, he's somebody that people can look at. He's somebody that people can look to. And gone to various leagues, you know. Yeah. Prem, Syria, La Liga. I will submit. I'll be like, you know what? He done it not just in, in Italy. Well, Italy was, we could, we could argue what was going on there, but Spain, England, which is probably the toughest ones to do. I give him that. You know, your, your championship, I give him that still. But for me, watching Messi. It's art, man. It's, yeah, he's entertaining. It's the beauty. Of course, yeah. he's entertaining, 100%. Exactly. Ronaldo, excellent. Ronaldo, I just rate because you know what you're going to get. And you know, someone's going to pull the team. You know what I'm saying? Did it last week, innit? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And he's 36, 21 goals a season in a, in a dead Man United team. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 love it, man, I love it. I, 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 I'm envying that. We ain't got one man doing that in our team, bro. But you know, 
But yeah, man, but as typical man then talk about football. But um, yeah, man, today guys, I wanna I wanna ask a question to you lot. Sir. You know, it's a question that I've been pondering for the last two weeks after the last men's Monday session. And um, you know, it's a question is, you know, what is a man? You know, what is a a male being? Um anyone's happy to go first on that question. What is a man? You know, do you feel like what a man was 20 years ago to today? Do you feel like there's um, a constant definition or is it, you know, what do you think a man is? I think, I think me personally, I've done a, a fair bit of thinking on this because okay. I've, I've had to, I've been privileged to speak to some young people about this and things like that. And I think for me, if, we def if the definition of a man continues to change, um, we have to really pause and ask ourselves the question, what is a man as it, at its essence? Okay. Because I, I think for me personally, being a man is tied to your sex. It's tied biologically to who you are personally for me. Yes. And so when I pondered on it and, and I'm Christian, so my definition is going to be informed by scripture. Yes. So when I pondered on it, I thought about how things are in real life. Mm -hmm. I think for me, I would say that the definition of a man is a biological male who fulfills his, I would say, God-given responsibilities okay. according to the best of his ability wow. or the best of his God-given ability. And I, I say that because, and when I, I say that, that's actually, I think that's applicable to everybody. Okay. Just because you're not aware of there being a God or you don't believe in a God doesn't mean that he didn't give you the responsibilities okay. and he didn't give you the abilities. Okay. Um, but I, I, I also tie it back to being a biological male okay. um, because I think it's easy to turn around and say, oh, you know, What's a man in comparison to a woman? But I would ask, what's a man in comparison to a boy? They're both biologically male, but a boy doesn't have responsibilities. A man okay. does. Okay. That, that's my personal. So your definition of manhood boils down to the to a man's response to um, responsibility. Because essentially the word is response to ability. Yeah. So, okay, that's interesting. Okay, I was to answer that question, but I'm going to let somebody else chime in. Because <laughs> we were talking, oh, I'm sorry, guys. You, you, first Corinthians 11... 13, yes, you know, when I um, spoke like a child, uh, thought like a child, yeah. reasons a child, and when I became a man. So Paul already implants a thought in my mind that there is a stage yeah. of transition between boyhood to manhood. Mm -hmm. He says that when I became a man, um, I put away childish things. Yeah. So I find it interesting because when you read that scripture backwards, that's what men do, i.e. men... We, 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 we think before we do something. Children act impulsively, right? right. I want it now. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah. So I was seeing how Paul was using those key words. I think it was thought, reason, um, and taught. I can't remember exactly the order right now, top of my head. Mm -hmm. But I was studying it, and when I read it backwards, I thought, before we do something, we think, mm -hmm. we reason, and then we say something. So, um, and when he put that last bit about when I became a man, I put which had his things, and I thought about it in a progressive manner where it was like, oh, it's not like the childish things go away completely. Mm -hmm. It's a now continual process of putting away childish things yeah, yeah. when I become aware that this area of my life, how I'm thinking, how I'm reasoning, how I'm responding, mm -hmm. is childish. Mm -hmm. A man can own that and pull it away. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's, that's kind of one of my basic definitions of it. Because when you said that, I thought, oh, Mm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I think following that though, I as well. I think what is significant in the Jewish culture, yes. they actually have a, a an event yes. where a, a bar mitzvah yes. 
where there is that transition yeah. from a boy yeah. to a man. Yeah. So I think it's almost like, because you've had this event, this outward event where everyone's seen, mm -hmm. there is now an expectation on that boy to behave in a certain way as a man. Because if you're not, someone's gonna say to you, but wait, I was at your bar mitzvah for two weeks ago, like what's going on? And I think that is significant for them, which are kind of missing within our culture, where there isn't that definitive moment mm -hmm. where you're in front of people mm -hmm. and there's an expectation of what the transition from a boy to a man looks like. Mm -hmm. and, and I think in that event as well, mm -hmm. the responsibilities are kind of laid out to you. Mm -hmm. So you know what you need to do and everyone knows what you need to do to hold you accountable. Mm -hmm. But I think what's difficult for us, someone says, you know, act like a man. What on earth does that even mean? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think within our culture, that's such a subjective term as well. Mm -hmm. Because to one person, act like a man is one thing. To someone else is another thing. Yeah. So then you've got boys who are in their teens, mid 20s, some up to 40 years old, mm. not understanding what it means to be a man, because mm -hmm. they've never even been told directly. Mm. But they know that there is this expectation on them to be something, but they don't even know what that thing is. Do you think, sorry to, to do, do you think that's something that is new to us in terms of like in the 21st century, our age? And do you think it was e more easier to find or easily defined maybe 60 years ago, 70 years ago. I do. do. They could easily have said, this is your job. <laughs> you know, yeah. eight, eight years ago, eight years ago, you go to war when you're 12 years old. Yeah. Did it, did it, did it, was it a lot more, or something you could easily say, okay, this is what it is. And is that good? I think back then things were like relationships in general, yeah. especially around manhood, were more transactional. Yeah. Yeah. So a man's expectation was to meet certain needs, yeah. mm. certain requirements, mm. certain tick boxes. Mm. Okay, yeah, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm. You know what I mean? I think in this day and age now, mm. there's a greater expectation for us to do more and to be more yeah. um, as men. And I think our mm. sisters have a, a greater level of expectation because they've been empowered. Yeah. They've been empowered for themselves, yeah. but they've also been empowered what to expect from any other person. Yeah. You know, we've gone through the days of, you know, being called scrubs. We've gone through independent women. We've gone through bills, bills, bills. Yeah. Then us men are growing up <laughs> and our sisters are being empowered left, right and center yeah, yeah. in a way that their mothers and their grandmothers weren't. Yeah. So certain things their mothers and grandmothers were just putting up with, yeah. they're not putting up with that. Cool. And there's a greater expectation. Okay, if you're my man, this is, you need to level up and you need to act a certain way. Yeah. And I think, in that leveling up, there's not that teaching mm. of what that leveling up looks like. Mm. Okay. So it's like, I think sometimes our sisters have an expectation mm. of what they want us to be as men, mm. but then understandably, sometimes they don't know how, and I don't expect them to know if I'm honest, how a guy gets there. Mm. And sometimes our fathers and grandfathers don't know because what's expected of us wasn't always necessarily expected mm. of them. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so true. We're, we're, we're expected to be something, but the people around us aren't necessarily always, of course there are people who are, yeah. but have the skill yeah. to help us to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's a mad challenge. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like someone saying, I want you to pass your GCSEs or your A-levels, mm. but you know what? I, I don't know how I'm going to help you get there, but I know the expectation is that you do it. <laughs> so go ahead, you know, go ahead and do it. It's powerful. When you said that, I was, I was reminded of a, um, a clip I saw um, on Blackish recently. Um, yeah, man. It was the, and the son was talking about 
being vulnerable, being open, trying to share how he's feeling. And his dad was like, we don't, we don't get to, we just have to keep it moving, keep mm. it going on. Mm. You know, we have to whatever. And then he's like, okay. The, the son was like, okay, I get that. Like maybe outside in the world, we have to like hold strong, but mm. dad, I'm here with you. Why can't I, why can't I just be weak before you? you? Mm. Dad was silent. Crazy. And you know, I saw that moment, yeah. I saw a son, having language to express something that dad couldn't find words to do. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. And so you're mixed with the emotion of like shame that your own son's telling you that. Mm. And then mixed with that of that he's telling you something that you can feel and, and you understand that you yourself haven't even developed the emotional intelligence or you know ability to even express. And you've probably been on pilot mode all these years now where if you're not careful, you could you, you could either reproduce another you mm. or allow this moment that your son's now saying, well, it's just you and me, not the world right now. Mm. Let's share and let's bond. Mm. And because and, and, it goes back to like, did our role models or those ahead of us, did they even have capacity or language to express what it means to be a man, you know? Mm. Um, which I think now molds where we, where we are at Obviously, by the grace of God, we can have understanding from scripture and, and you know, get educated and so mm -hmm. forth. But we all know that probably culture is probably the most powerful sure. thing out there where we can even know these things, Corridor, but then live a totally opposite that's based yeah, yeah, yeah. on our yeah. subconscious belief systems yeah, yeah. <laughs> that are formed, by the way, between zero and eight, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So, so the, the reason I'm asking that now is then it's like, okay, because like, your question is powerful. You ask, like, is it easier 60 years ago to now to define man? I, I, I would say yeah. And I, and I only say yeah because maybe manhood was defined purely by roles. 100%, yeah, 100 yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And even when, you, even when you say the word responsibilities, some people will, will still think actions and not think, you know, morality or even just think growth or like, yeah. you know, or self-development. They will think yeah. they pay the bills, yeah. pay for those child's it's you, 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 know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of thing. I think responsibility is definitely much more than that. So then, so my question is now is like, you know, is there a reference point, guys? You know, you spoke about Jewish costumes, you know, we're all black hair, you know, we're all of you know African descent, you know, so to speak. Uh, like, you know, ultimately, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to make it modern, but <laughs> so but I'm like, do we like what's the reference point? Mm. You know, you know, are we going to be honest enough to be, to be like, you know what? Was your father a reference point? Was the man the reference points? Was it fifty? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Saying, what's the reference point? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And like, you know, you're not all married men now. You know, so I know for a fact, even though if you were influenced by things that weren't, pos weren't positive role model of manhood, how did you, how did you transition from that negative mindset what a man is to now? You know, taking that step to now put on a ring because you you must have really thought about what you was doing when you when you were put on it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I know there's a load of questions still, but <laughs> you, you guys kind of see where I'm coming from. Cause I think Kelly was saying there's a reference point here, aren't we? And what is that then? Um, so I think again, like you said, it's loaded. So I feel like there's there's different areas or different reference points one could have. Okay. Um, so we're Christians, so one may say it's the Bible. Okay. Um, in a practical sense, um, in a day-to-day -day sense as well, because I do think it is the Bible, for me personally. But, then, but in the day-to-day -day sense... the Bible give you any, sorry to cut you, like, language as to when that was the... In terms of when it is that I'm a man? Yeah, or like, how did it inf influence or 
challenge you as a man? Because did you get seven you was a man or did you challenge you? Good question. So, yeah, so I'm I think that's the practical side. No, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So that's why I was saying in a perfect world, it's the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bible in a perfect But in a day to day, it was the guys I had around me. Those are my reference points. So from young, it's my uncle who brought me up. Okay. My uncle who looked after me, the uncle who played the music, okay, this is the music I listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, the boys I'm around in school who are in the older years, yeah. how I'm seeing them move around, yeah. they were my reference points. Um, me walking from home, seeing who were the ones who are getting more attention or power in, in the area that I'm in, because to me, manhood was connected to power. Yes. If I see you do this, you're a man. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? When everyone listens, you're a man, do you know what I mean? Okay. If they don't listen, you're not a man, okay. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, it was like, who's got that? Who's got yeah. that around me? So it's that cousin that when they come in, all the other cousins flock to. Yeah, oh. sure. Do you know what I mean? Like all the cousins come up, he can dance. Oh, he's that cousin. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so those are the, the reference points for me in okay. terms of manhood. Um, and then it developed over time in terms of who is around me because I didn't grow up with a dad. So it wasn't my, oh, no, I didn't grow up with a dad. I didn't grow up with my dad in the home. Mm. So he wasn't my initial reference point. He was more so my reference point of what, when growing up and what everyone would tell me, don't be like that, yeah. you know? Um, and again, you know, getting to know him older, you see wow, everybody goes through their journeys, yeah. do you know what I mean? And there's a lot of things that I could take from him, yeah. you know? But um, Would you say, so to cut them, you see when you said all those things that you saw reference points, would you say that, it was innate where you were searching for like that reference points. Hundred percent, hundred percent. The reason I'm asking that question then because it almost comes back to like how we are designed now as humans. Like, because I think the yearn of every son, you know, what I'm saying, will be to be like their father, knowing him or not, to be like that's what they copy us. With. So I'm like, you, you did, you listed that bare thing, that power. This is that listen, and I'm like, is that a good or bad thing? I don't think it's any of those things. I, 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 I just think it's something that you've seen that has influence, yeah. you know what I mean? And, you, and you're seeing a, a particular stature, mm. and, and you look at yourself, you're thinking, I need to grow to be like that, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Obviously, those, if those things that they're doing is in negative ways, then obviously it's, it's bad. But I think that thing of power or everyone listens or flocks to you, you're thinking, wow, what, what, what is it about this, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. So I was asking, is that innate? You think that was innate in you, or do you think that was um, something you was told? 100%. I feel like every man, um, and I don't want to take over because I'm sure you guys yeah, have sorry, stuff to say yeah, as well, yeah, but um, I think every man or boy um, is looking for that. There's that innate kind of built-in feeling to be yeah. affirmed in someone yes, or yes. by someone. Yes. So, for example, I want to see myself in you. I feel like being a young black boy, for example, when you see another black man who's older, yeah, yeah. you see yourself in him. Yeah. Do you know okay. what I mean? It's like, okay, I could be that. I could okay. do that. That that could be me. Okay. I'm affirmed in my place in the world in terms of wherever that may be. Mm -hmm. So for example, okay. we talk about young boys who all they see are guys and ends. Yeah. That's where I can see myself. Because yeah. that's, my, that's my affirmation yeah. point. Do you know my, all my reference points? Yeah. But if I'm seeing black men in different areas, I can find different places of being affirmed that that is me in theirs, that's me in politics, mm. that's me in music, yeah. that's me in sports, mm. that's me in the arts, and I can be a painter. Yeah. It's not just Van Gogh, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I could be a black, I could be a black painter. Matters. There's representation yeah. matters. Because yeah. then I find my affirmation in that, that shows me that's a point that I can reach. I, f I think there is something to be said though, yes. for the pioneers. Mm. I think there's something to be said for those individuals who don't have that person that they could see. Yeah. Um, and maybe for some, the inspiration is, oh, and it might just be 
uh, the proclivities that each individual has. Yeah. But it might be, oh, I don't see a black person there, therefore I'm gonna be. Mm-hmm. Or it might be, you know, for some people it might not be tied to their race. It just happens to be that, you know, they become what they become. And then the world looking at that is like, oh, it's the first black, yeah, et cetera, yeah, et cetera, yeah, yeah, yeah. et cetera. Whatever the case may be, I think, um, I think there is something to be said for that side of things as well. And funnily enough, it might be that that individual saw a pioneer in another industry and said, I'm going to be a pioneer in mine. So they still have a model. Uh, it just might not be, he's, he's exactly what I want to become, but in a, he's a type of what I want to become elsewhere. So I think there's, there's something to be said for that okay. as well. That's a good point you made still. That's a good point. Could I, could I say something yeah. to the references as well? In terms of reference points, I think for me growing up, because much like yourself, my, my father, well, my father was in the home till maybe I was about five and then gone. But I think for me, there were, because I was, I grew up in a black church community, Nigerian church community. Mm-hmm. And for me, my role models were the senior pastor, who's my bishop now. I don't know if we can mention names or anything like that, but yeah. Bishop Sunday, so he, he was, and still is, a spiritual mentor to me, but he was like my role model. I just, there's just something that I took to him, that, that I took to in him. And then there was another person, musically speaking, um, who's, a, who's also an MD now, who's called Yomi, um, who people know in London. Um, but I also took to him as well. And I find that the things that people feed back to me, whether it's pertaining music or pertaining wisdom, which was something that particularly spoke to me from my pastor, those things which people tell me they see in me are things that I saw in them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, I wouldn't say that, maybe reference points is a, is a good point. I wouldn't say it was, they are the definition of what it means to be a man, but they were definitely certainly reference points of, okay, it looks like this in real time. It might look like that. The, the only reason why I'm using that word reference yeah. is because um, by nature, we all look at an image to, 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 to look at, to be molded after, yeah. you know what I mean? Kind of thing. So by default, that's what they to say the whole thing, a picture is worth a thousand words because there's something that a picture can be interpreted by, by anybody that can speak multiple things to all of us. Mm-hmm. So by, by nature, we're influenced by what we see. So the reference point really is just like, can you even track down that point where you thought, mm, that's a man, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And whether that was negative or positive, that's what it was, you know what I mean? And obviously, now that you lot are married, did you, you have to go through a level of unlearning of what it means to be a man. I don't know. I don't think I've heard your definition of what it means to be a man yet. Nah, that, because yeah, so, what you're saying. <laughs> um, to be fair, similar to what's been said already. So yeah. for me, I think it's definitely tied to gender. Okay. Um, it starts there. That's one of the points for it. Yeah. But to me, then it also goes into a man being somebody who you've gone to a place where, or you've gotten to a place where yeah. either society, social-wise or by society, you are now almost just held accountable for your actions. Okay. Um, you can be accounted for your actions. Okay. You hold responsibility for what you've done. Okay. Um, so whether that be when you're 13, in some tribes or whatever it is, if, if you do certain things, you are now going to be trialed as a man, not a boy. Um, and in general, you are now looked at as somebody who is, okay, a man. Now, you may be an immature man, you may be a good man, you may be a bad man, you may be... Um, I don't know, a rich man, a poor man, whatever it is, but you are now, in a general sense, you are seen as a man. Um, Now, again, that differs from culture to culture, society-wise. Some is 13, some is 18, Mm -hmm. some is 21. Um, But that's more a general, my general perspective of where it is to be a man. And I think what I'll add to that as well is the idea of having responsibility for others also. 
Yeah. I think that definitely comes into manhood okay. as well. Okay. So you're not just accountable, responsible for yourself, yeah. but you're also accountable, responsible for other people's actions. Yeah. So from a biblical perspective, yeah. you know, the expectation that you're washing your wife yeah. in the word of God. Mm. So I believe on that day of judgment, mm. we're gonna have to be we're gonna be held account yeah. to to some extent of our wife's salvation. Yeah. You know, what 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 they know, yeah. what they're aware of. Yeah. That they're not they're not gonna be held account of what we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. gonna be that what what have you taught your wife? Yeah. What have you taught your children about the things of God, yeah. about the holy scriptures? Yeah. And I think that's something that differentiates between a child, so a boy and a man, but also a woman and a man, yeah. is not just being responsible for yourself, but also for other people. Right. You know what I mean? And I, I think just to add to that as well, I, I think that the... <laughs> oh, you, got, you got a question? Do, 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 I don't know if you... No, no, because no, um, I'm not even... So you said for being responsible for others is yeah. one of the... Would you say then women aren't responsible for others or don't have that within them? Because you said that differentiates them from women to men. In a... In a in a different type of way. Okay, okay. So like, for example, like the analogy I'm using of like Ephesians 5 mm. and you know what Paul lays out mm. for us and what he lays out for women, mm. I think there's an added responsibility for us yeah, in terms of yeah. our, our households. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you know what I mean? That perhaps isn't laid at the feet mm-hmm. of, of women or, or our wives as well. Mm-hmm. For example, even just culturally, you know, when your when your children get to a certain age, mm. um, if they're if they're misbehaving in a certain way, they might they might say, okay, you know, the mum's not raising them properly or whatever. Or why are they behaving like that? But ultimately, it's going to be like to the man, why are you allowing your your, your, your child, even even like your grandpa, your parents might say to you, why are your children behaving like that? Mm. You know, mm. why is your wife behaving like that? It's more likely going to be that than someone saying to a woman, why is your husband behaving like that? They're not going to hold. They're not expecting. A woman to be able to control, not control, that's the wrong word, but kind of their, their husband to behave a certain way. Mm. But that you are the man, this is your household. Mm. What, what, what is going on? The most funny is what you're saying is a funny story came to a man. Uh, my wife needs a blow dryer, innit? Yeah. We were going out and she has this like blow dryer. I don't know, the women will know that yeah. it's a manual one that they use. <laughs> <laughs> so, She's called her mum, she's talking to her mum, I need to do my hair, oh, but I haven't got a blow dryer. And then the mum's like, where's Marvin? She goes to her mum, said, Marvin, your wife doesn't have a blow dryer. I said, your mum, wife doesn't have a blow dryer. What do you mean? <laughs> See what I mean, bro? <laughs> and I was like, just as you're saying that story, it made me laugh because in that, there's that essence of responsibility yeah, for yeah, others. Yeah, yeah. How can she not have a hair dryer? But it's that responsibility. And she got the hair dryer, just in oh, case yeah. she got the hair dryer. <laughs> but literally it was funny it was funny because it showed me reminded me again of that responsibility for others yeah, piece yeah. that you're talking about it just brought that to mind so yeah. that was fun that looking out for that presence mm-hmm. that you know making sure everyone is how they should be 100%. so then so to follow on that that's a kind of maybe spread the cover then um Obviously, you know, the context has African for you with, with, with auntie. Then how, how healthy does the responsibility thing become where if it's... Cause now, now, let's say now, you know, let's, let's say now the wife of the breadwinner in the family, you know what I'm saying? You know, technically she probably has the, the cash to go and buy the, the bread dryer. <laughs> but auntie's mindset was, well, you're the man, so why doesn't my wife have the you know, bread dryer? Obviously we can talk about the whole headship and everything else in regards to responsibility, running affairs in the home and stuff. But it's almost as if like, um, does that, 
are, are we endangering manhood by tying responsibility to certain things poised on being a male? So that means that as, as a man, you must do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Or is there is there room for you know you know what's the word TV use now? I can, I can say fluidity, but even that word is just a flexibility. flexibility. Yeah, flexibility. Let's, let's, let's go to flexibility. <laughs> fluidity. Let's, let's flexibility. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Why, why, why are you saying that? Yeah. <laughs> is, is there room for thing in that now? Because that. So, mm -hmm. the, 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 if I bring it home to myself and my wife now, like, my, my wife is not a. Um, she's not a housewife. Very motherly person, mm -hmm. but, you know, she, you know she's very. Um, what's the word? Active. She's got her stuff. We're both stuff in play, both running our businesses, both running our ministries, both doing very active couples. She's not the she's not a first lady at all. You know what I'm saying? Like if what I can do, my wife can do it, if not better. So <laughs> so um but my security as a man has never been that I've had to be better. If anything, what I've seen of how God has molded us is that I, I have in some sense gone first. Whether I've done it bigger or better, another, another story, but I, the, the pattern I've seen in my family is that I have gone first. The four men started just before she started coming prayer, other stuff, you know what I mean, kind of thing. And she's done other stuff before me as well, but I've seen a context in the marriage where, okay, there's something about what I do that gives room for my wife to, to express herself. And anytime Susan will talk about our marriage, she'll always tell you, Ayo has built an environment where I feel like I can just do what I do. Yeah. And, you know, how I will never, I never will ever compete with my wife. For me, in my in my psychology of being a, man, a husband, it doesn't make sense. If you win, I win. You know, if I win, you. you know, it's, it's always we kind of thing. I'm only echoing that because, you know, I know not all men may have the security that I may have in how I've built my my home, where if we're both doing quite similar things, and let's say wife one is working better. Does that mean I'm less of a man? If anything, if she's doing better, I feel like I'm doing a better job. Mm. I say judge my marriage yeah. by how you see her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. It goes back to the whole watching the word and whatnot, presenting the bride. So it means that God can look at Susan and say, okay, Ayo, you've done X, Y, and Z. Look at Susan and say, Ayo, hmm, mm, what's going on here kind of thing. But the reason I'm saying that is because then, you know, like talking to guys getting married now, you know, sometimes a lot of our pressures come from the traditional sort of mindset of what it means to be, or even that now needs to be questioned, where it means to be a man, especially now that you're married, where it's not 60 years ago where women didn't have bank accounts. Right, right. Or didn't right. have jobs. Yeah. Or were literally homemakers. Yeah. By default. Nothing wrong with being a homemaker, by the way, guys. Um, then now, they're earning more. You know, a lot of couples are counseled. The wife has actually got the bread. You know what I'm saying? So the, 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 that 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 to me off like, I'm a man because you know. So I want to explore that area a bit. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you you brought that up, bro, because I, I think it, it ties in as well with what is masculinity in and of oh, itself. Okay, so and I I think when I looked into scripture, I think loads of people, maybe from lack of study or just ignorance, they'll look at it and they'll say, um, they'll see. Be, be a man, be strong, for example, or, or you know, show yourself to be a man, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his man, or whatever. Yeah. And they'll read that and they'll think, okay, so what it means to be a man is to be strong, what it means to be a woman is to be weak. Or they'll go and say, okay, my responsibility, and boom, they bring in culture. But what I find in scripture is that scripture doesn't say a million different things about how to be a man or how to walk it out. It okay. doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't actually, when you look into it. Yeah. So what I find in scripture implied, personally, I'm saying this because I personally look at scripture for how I live my life and I feel like as Christians, we all ought to do that. But what I find is that it kind of 
points us to culture to look at to a degree how we ought to dress. You look at the Levitical laws, men should not dress like women, but it doesn't say what women wear and what men wear. Or you see in the New Testament where whatever you might think about head coverings or whatever, the point is at the very least, we can all agree it's saying that women should not implied dress like men, so to speak, at the fundamental lowest level, whatever that might have meant in that culture and however you apply it hermeneutically today. But the point is this, what I think, the point is this, from my understanding of scripture is this, we look at culture for how to be a man to a certain degree, but then when that contrasts with scripture, then we go with what scripture says. So for example, in the culture, 50 years ago in certain places in the world, men don't cry. But what do we see in scripture? Jesus wept. Now I'm not saying a man should cry at every single thing, but we see that there is scope in scripture for men to demonstrate that vulnerability. So that's where you go with what scripture says and not what the culture says. And so now to kind of answer that question, I think what we ought to do as men is, yeah, we can can look at the culture and things like that, but when it comes to responsibility, scripture doesn't say specifically that your responsibility is you must earn the most in the house. Doesn't say that. It says you must definitely go out and work. But what scripture tells me is that the Proverbs 31 woman, which many Christian girls are trying to base themselves after, she had her own bread. She, people were, women were funding Jesus's ministry. It says this in the book of Luke, I think, Luke, chapter yeah. four, I think. Yeah. And so yeah. I think what, what we've done, and this is something that we mentioned before we started this, is that people, culture has made masculinity and femininity in the past too specific or too stringent. Now culture's going the other way here in the West, where they're making it completely fluid. Fluid. Let's use that word now, (laughs) right? And and so I think that ultimately, um, yes, there is, quote unquote, a way to be a man, but in God's view, that's more flexible than maybe what culture has historically done. And at the same time, the word to culture now is, it's more specific than what we might be saying it is now. So if I had to ask you, because I think be strong, if we go through the Bible in the concordance, probably spoken to them to, yeah. the, to the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, through, you know, if we're going to have any tips or we can still say that it's implied towards the women in certain contexts as well. But we see specifically, like, you know, um, what's it called now? Um, and David to Solomon, First Kings 2 3, yeah. be strong, straight of a man. Yeah. Joshua 1 6, be strong. First Corinthians chapter 15. Yeah. 33, 34, be strong. Um, Something else. Even it says, act like a man. Yes. Translation say, be brave. Mm. And it says, do everything in love. So it's funny that you brought up that be strong because I think it's probably the loudest thing we see in scripture put towards men. Obviously, I'm a bit more um, versed in scripture now before I was younger. I know that strength has something to do with this. Yes. Physical, physical um, physicality. Um, I've, I've come to a point based on what happened in the fall, which I think we're going to have to go back to to even try and get some sort of context for manhood and womanhood. Um, we see that the Bible said before they fell, they were both naked and unashamed. Yeah. Then they fell and they realized they were naked. Um, and obviously God did what he did in regards to his out of the garden and stuff. And I, and I realized that obviously with our relationship with God now, now that he's been impacted by that, by that, by the fall, I define being strong as a man 
being able to own my weakness and darkness. Mm-hmm. I believe you're strong, bro, when you're able to tell me when you're weak sure. Sure. or to share that weakness. Um, I, I'm now seeing vulnerability. I'm now seeing taking ownership of something. I'm seeing that as strength because for you to be able to do that means you've, 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 you've delivered yourself from the need to be egotistical or prideful to hide something that clearly will, will, will affect people and, and yourself in the long, on the long run. So when I hear be strong to the man, a mighty man of valor, I'm, I'm hearing the, the courage you're going to feel scared sometimes, Aya, but yeah. you're able to face it. Yeah. I, I'm hearing you're the husband, you're the head, but your, your, your foundation, foundation has to be strong. You need to carry weight. Right. You're going to have to carry, you're, you're, you're going to be able to, um, you know, what's the word to be, you know, that, that patience, being able to, to bear pressure and not change mm-hmm. and be constant and, and, and to be persistent. So I see it as a, as, as a, as a character trait. Um, that I think every man should be in, in any given context where we're not, um, uh, what's the word to use now, um, easily foldable to, to circumstances, but through boyhood to, to manhood, there's been, a, there's been a development of character where we're not easily tossed to and fro. Do you guys get what I'm saying there? So, so I feel like that definition allows it to be expressed in whatever way. Yeah. So, you know, so now because like, let's be honest, like, you know, sometimes we, we, we think somebody's more manly because they, they speak or have deeper who or they have or a... Or they have beards. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, you don't have got chin chin things. <laughs> I'm a man on this couch. You know, there's all these other things that we... that are connotations that we think is man. And so if, if another brother comes out and he's a bit more softly spoken, we're like, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> why not? You know, yeah. you know, I'm saying kind of thing. So um, I'm saying that because I think that be strong you know, speaks to so much, you know, has so much dimension to the word where it allows all of us to see that word as a command that, you know, I there's something in me as a man now that I have the ability to, to overcome whatever it is that comes my way. Did you guys get what I'm saying? So, so that, every time I say be, I be strong now, I, I don't hear man up in a sense of whereby, oh, you're being too weak here because you're crying. I think, no, when I'm with my wife, and I'm saying, you know what, I'm not okay, you know. I'm that that's strength. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Or I don't have words and start crying. That's strength. Yeah, yeah. You know, so but I don't think everybody will think that's strength. They'll think that's weakness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Based on connotations now. So based on what you what you said now, what I'm saying now as well, the whole be strong. Do you, um now you know all married men. That's what I want to fast with. And you know, you haven't all got kids, you got kids in this net. So yeah, so do you guys ever ponder on like on the questions of like am am I being man enough in my marriage or to my kids? Or did you ever sometimes feel like when you're class, I was a bit you know open there. Do you feel like even how we connect with our wives and, and you know I think I know all of your wives. You know all your wives are quite mm, you know you know the the, the uh, what are you saying about uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 they're all secure women. You know, so I when I use it, when I use the concept of secure now, I'm talking about they can they, they can stand on their own defeat. They don't, they don't need you in a way whereby you made them or you or or if they, they left you, you know they, they can stand. You know what I mean? So that dynamic there and in, in marriage and as well as a man, you know, all young as well, you know, I still think like what is a man 
can be progressive in expression of how I am now that I'm 32 than I was when I was 22. You know what I mean? Do you ever still ponder on like, are you being a man here? Or are you man enough? Or, you know, or, or is your manhood challenged now that you're married? <laughs> I think 100 percent. I think anyone who says otherwise, nah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, I think, but I think it's healthy at the same time though, mm. because it just helps you to kind of make sure you stay on track and you're doing like what you need to be doing. I'm I'm trying to get to a healthier place with my wife, yeah. where I say that when I ask questions like. How am I doing as a husband at this point in time? Oh, wow. You know, how am I doing as a father? And sometimes you don't ask those questions because you think, am I going to like the answer? Yeah. But I think that's a healthy dynamic to add to your relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think when there's a level of security yeah. in your relationship, mm -hmm. but then as well, you're secure in yourself, mm -hmm. you're more willing to be open and vulnerable, okay. knowing that whatever darts might come, they're not going to kill you. They're ultimately going to strengthen you. And I think that's part of masculinity and manhood as well, yeah. is that you're so secure in who you are mm. that you'll put yourself out in any situation, yeah. in your marriage, at work. Mm. You're willing to be like, if you manage people, you lead people, mm. how am I doing at the moment? Because mm. sometimes we're scared to answer those questions because we're scared of the answers. Mm. But then I think if you have that security in who you are mm. as a man, so not even like manhood, but who you are as a man, mm. you're more willing to kind of, develop yourself by asking those around you about the job that you're doing. So that's the kind of, for me, that's kind of like, the, not even the destination, the direction I'm trying to get into, where the people I manage at work, in ministry, family, I'm more confident to say, okay, like, just tell me about the job I'm doing. Mm. Knowing that any kind of negative, constructive feedback that will come back mm. is not there to break me, yeah. it's there to better me. Yeah. And I think sometimes that's what, you know, stunts our growth as men yeah. because we're not willing to put ourselves out there and actually ask people what they genuinely think about us. Mm. Do you think yeah. that's purely only how secure you are, but then also how much you trust the person that you're even speaking to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I think that I think that's I think that's a, for me. I think that's a small part of it. I think the majority is. Yeah, we we don't we don't want to hear the answer because we have to do something with that information. Oh, okay, you know what I mean. When okay. you get that info, yeah. you've got to do something. If if you feel really quote unquote a man, yeah. you've got to do something with that information, yeah. with that data that someone's given you. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you've got to do something with it. You can't just be like, okay, thank you. <laughs> like, where's the progression? You know what I mean? So I think it's definitely healthy to, especially you started in the context of marriage, yeah. where you, just to ask those questions, babe, how, how, how am I doing at the moment? Mm. What, what do I need to be doing differently? And I think even, I don't know if, how, how explicit we can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah even yeah, in regards yeah. to sex. Yeah. You know talk what I mean? Talk talk, bro. <laughs> yeah, right there, yeah? <laughs> We're doing all right at the moment, but I've, I've, never, I've never said to my wife, yeah, I've never been explicitly and said to my wife, you know, how was that for you? Wow. Really? You, you, know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I think it's, we've had kind of like indirect conversations, kind of, but it's never been, okay, like, how, how was that for you? Yeah, there's been the questions of, like, mm. do you want more of this, more of that kind of thing? Mm. But I think even in that, having those conversations mm. to be, like, you know, understanding that sex isn't, isn't, isn't for us. Mm. 
Bingo. It's it's about us serving our wife and it's about. Can, we need to say that again. <laughs> we need to say that again. You can, you can use your wife for sex. Yeah. I said, I'm you telling you. I interrupted. No, no. Go ahead, bro, bro. No, no. Karen, Karen. Because look, look, look. This is this is the thing. Like, especially for the young brothers who are struggling with pornography. Let's go into that as well because that informs masculinity and what it looks like to be a man in the bedroom. Yeah. I, I've, I've, by God's grace, at a younger age. I was able to realize that, okay, right. If I want to be good at sex, yeah? I need to, if anybody wants to sell a product to their market, you don't tell your market what they want. You can manipulate them over time to make them think that what you're selling is what they want. Somebody catch that word. But at the end of the day, you need your market data. You need to understand your market. So now when it comes to things like sex, I realized by God's grace at a younger age that it's like, okay, if I want to be good at sex, I don't want to be good in my head and dead to her. Because that, that happens for a lot of guys. They feel, oh, yeah, man did this, man did that, I did this, I did that. And then the girls are like, that was dead. Yeah. That was dead. But if you want to be, in my view, good in bed, that conversation may need to be had. Yeah. Be like, how, how are you finding it? And I realized, getting back to what you said, if I want to be good in bed, I've got to serve her. I'm not having sex for my pleasure, because let's be honest, guys, our ple I feel like yeah. our pleasure can be easily achieved. It's not terribly yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? It's, it's not an equal. It's an not, equal do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I believe that if we go into that and we go into life generally, yeah. like, okay, how best can I serve my wife? We will find ourselves achieving the very thing we wanted to achieve in the beginning. And this is the thing. When it now comes to being husbands, and uh, for me as, as a husband as well, my thing is, my job is not to go around announcing I'm the greatest husband in the world. It speaks more of me if she's the one saying it. Yes. And so what is my job as a husband? My job as a husband is not to go around, and this is where scripture comes in versus culture, go and earn the most money in the world because there are rich husbands who neglect their wives. My job is not to uh, have sex with as many people before marriage so that when I get married, I'm experienced. Can we talk on it? Yes, sir. Can we speak on it? Right, I'm shouting, I'm shouting. <laughs> but scripturally speaking, scripturally speaking, my role is to serve her. Yeah. Wash her feet, so to speak. Yeah. Give her a back rub. Yeah. Give her a massage. Yeah. I'm getting too personal. Yeah. But you get, you know what I'm saying? Like my job is to serve. And so if I'm rated on that, then if I'm gonna serve well, I need to ask her, how are you finding the service? Mm -hmm. Now, some men are listening to this and they're like, that's wet. Oh, yeah. Allow that. <laughs> Not trying to hear that. But I think that's... But can I say one thing though on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is the unconditional element as well. Yes. Because mm. sometimes as men, or as humans, we love conditionally. Mm. So if you're angry with your wife, like, allow the back rub. She don't deserve it. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, allow the foot rub. But I think what separates us and what makes us counterculture as Christians mm. is that you know what? Um, even though yeah. I'm angry with you right now, mm. I'm going to massage your feet. Self-sacrificial. Like, yeah. I, like I love you from the depths of my heart, you know what I mean? And I think it's even when we're angry with our wives, you've had a massive argument. I remember John Piper talking about this, mm -hmm. but managing to make sure that night mm -hmm. that you still lay hands on your wife and pray, because you don't know what's going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. that, that, that takes a man, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because in yourself, you're in your feelings, and maybe rightly so, your wife's been out of, out of order, out of line. She said certain things to damage your character, mm -hmm. damage your position at the head of the home, who knows? But then to be able to put that to one side mm. and say, you know what? I didn't like the way you spoke to me. I didn't like X, Y, and Z, mm. but we're going to pray. Mm. 
mm. you know what I mean, before we go to bed, and then we can discuss this in more detail tomorrow. That That is manhood. Mm. And I'm not saying that's someone who's got it, but you know what I mean? That, that's where the spirit's leading me to. Mm. And I think that's where the spirit's leading us all to yeah. as men. Because that's what separates us from our non-Christian friends mm. and brothers. Because they might say, oh, I'm doing that because my wife, da, 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 she doesn't deserve it. Mm. But what separates us is that unconditional yeah. element. You know, if, if, if we're going to be like Christ and our, our wives are like the bride of Christ. Mm. Yeah. It, yeah, self-sacrifice. You know, you don't deserve this, but you know what? I'm called to give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah, go on. Do you feel like in that context, I feel like some guys hear that and they're afraid of being manipulated. I yeah. treat her nicely. I treat yeah. her good. She's going to go cheat on me. Or she's going to use it for her advantage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I think that I would just add that there are some times though, even though we talk about the service piece, that the best way to serve her is sometimes doesn't make her happy immediately. Immediately. And I think that's also where, because I want to be careful here that those who listen do not hear, so women define who men are then. Because that's not it either. We're asking you if if you're enjoying this, if, if I'm serving you well as a husband, because my job is to serve you, but I'm not defined by your definition of me. And why is that important? Because some people have heard their moms cuss out their dads and say, you ain't a man, or X, Y, and Z. And so they're listening to mum, and maybe it's a minority out there, but they're listening to mum of what it means to be a man. And maybe mum has some right things to say, but ultimately, as I I said before, I think the definition comes from God, and if we're we're secure in that, then that puts us in a good place to to serve the others. I I think that point is very, very valid, man, because at the moment where we are in, I would say in society at the moment, is that... It's a battle of who's defining yeah, manhood. Yeah, yeah. When it comes go. to manhood, and even down to women as well, because we're talking about men at the moment, yeah. it's women trying to say, and rightly so in areas, yeah. that this is what a man should, should be. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got men saying, no, this is what I want to be. Yeah. And then we've got this mad conversation of, you know, all right, cool, you're saying this. It's defensive, it's attackive, it's, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so many different things, but the definition is getting lost in personal opinion yeah. to an extent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas it's not being grounded in anything that's actually solid. Yeah. So the reality of life, which like what you said, is the definition comes from God. But where now we have women who say, no, but the man should do this. You could meet five different girls or women who want five different things from yes. their husband and yeah. from their definition of what a man should be. Yes. So for you can meet one woman who says, no, but the man should, how can you be going out and you're paying for, what do you mean? Yeah. Spitting the bill? Yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the 10th date, what do you mean? What do you, he should pay every single time. Yeah. And if he's not doing that, then we're not a man. You may have even girls who, if you go out with a group of friends, ah, it's the man that has to pay for everything. It's the guys that will pay for it. Yeah. Why are we paying for What do you mean? We're coming to enjoy our life. <laughs> now, and look, don't get twisted. I, I'm not here to, to bash and do da, da, da. Yeah. Cool. But where we're having issues now is that, is who's people fighting for the definition of men. Yes. Manhood being defensive, defend, defending a form of a definition of manhood that I don't even think is whole in a way anyway. Thank you, yeah. But women also <laughs> defining manhood in their own way, which to an extent is creating a man that doesn't know how to lead, that can't effectively lead, effectively lead, or has gaps still in what it is to actually totally be a man. But what should be happening is we work together on the grounds of achieving what a man should be, which is defined by God in a sense. Could I add something to what you said of, of what we're seeing? I think we're also seeing some ladies 
um, I can't generalize, yeah. creating men in their own image. Uh, uh, team... You're about to say, of course. This is, we're seeing them create. So I just wanted to add that little piece in there as well. Has to be added into there. Has to be. And we, we I don't know how deep we're going to go here now, but we have to mirror what's happening in culture. And I'm, and I'm all for the empowerment of women and if it was happening. But we, we, we have to measure, like we do in all history, how far something goes and the detriment that it, that it goes against when it comes to now because we have this and you know what you know you know what, you know what I'm really seeing I'm seeing two thirds Marvin I'm seeing the frustration of bro of yeah, women yeah yeah, man. yeah of course yeah correctly man as well yeah, yeah correctly right. yeah, yeah. so bro because right. we've had fabulous homes for for generations now so we're, we're at a peak moment in time in 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 modern history now where we're seeing that. Even what they're saying, some of it is just gaps on what they didn't get. Yeah. And, and they have the, 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 the rightful spaces. But even them, if you ask them, they probably don't even know what the answer is. But it's something that they don't know that they want because of their, because they're, because they're women. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I say that loosely. Then we have, like I said, fatherless homes. You have essentially women raising boys, yeah. arguably speaking, yeah. you know, who are growing up without dads and are, are being succumbed to, you know, mainstream culture of what needs to be a man. You know, some circumstances from our background, we can see gangs, whatever, blah, blah. And we're seeing a cycle, you know what I mean, from, 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 from 80s, 90s, up until now, where I think manhood is at a dire stage now, where, you know, even like amongst our peers now, when it comes to dating and stuff, it's, it's confusion. Because mm, whatever you said there, yeah. it's a, it, it can be confined in the world of confusion. Yes. Yes. Then we have the other side now where, you know, um, these are not just women that are, women that are frustrated, but now um, their pain is not being, um, it's not being discerned by truth. Mm. So mm. when you do that, that's how false prophets arise yeah. or false teachers, or whatever you want to call false people, mm. false for their right. When you, have pain, so you have a point. And your point is real. You have reference for it. This is how I felt. This is what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make that ultimate truth, right? Or absolute truth. So now, you know, um, th that will now cause someone to, you know, this is the concept of women now where they're, they're in a fight for, you know, maybe say equality, whatever it is now. And this, maybe just like, you know, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. And it can go to an extreme whereby it almost destroys what should be refined. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. restored mm. or redeemed. Yes. So now I was in Twitter spaces. I'm seeing there is a there is a real gender war out there now. Where I'm thinking that, that actually women are out there that actually hate men. It's and bad to be a man. Hates women, right? Yeah, now. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. understand? And so we're, we're at a dire stage, which is why I wanted to talk about this topic. Because I'm thinking like we need to rediscover re what manhood is. Yes. You understand? Or else you're going to be succumbing to these two different levels of frustration. One that's, got, one that's trying to, to, to destroy you, one that will probably push you to realise, hey, what, what you're doing right now ain't matching the standard. Do you understand what I'm saying? Kind of thing. But that's what I see, because I think there's two scopes yes. to the field in this area. I, don't, I feel the frustration of women for me now. I have a lot more empathy for them. Yeah. You know, basically being a man, you know, maybe even being one of those guys that I can see why the, what the issue is and not be able to grow from it and think, rah, that's why I started Fortune of Men, rather than being a complainer, I want to be a solutionist, right? And, and provide where I understand why they're like, how they are. They didn't just arrive there. Mm -hmm. There's a process that they got to where they got to. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I'm realizing that, hey, we're not careful. They, they, we, we could erase what manhood totally is and, yeah, and yeah. create that own image, yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. Idealist, that, that idolatrous image that, that's completely through manhood. And I think, you know, maybe I'm being biased because I'm a Christian, I think that God's strategy plan is men. When I say that, 
I'm saying that I think we're yeah, in yeah, it now. Yeah, we're yeah, in yeah. it now. So let's I, yeah. I, 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 jumped in two feet. For, 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 for there to be a particular parent that we could all argue, this is proven, that's been under attack in the home. For that to be the man tells me something about the structure of our home yeah. and, and we can tailor every issue of sin in society back to the home. If there's no father, yeah. we're seeing a whole heap of madness. Yeah. So we're seeing that there's something about the man, yeah. you know, a good man, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, stewarding his, his home affairs, stewarding his wife, stewarding his children in, 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 in righteousness that, that, that will replicate itself in communities, communities, nations, the world and so forth, that I think, you know, the enemy saw and therefore sought to undermine and to take out. And now we're seeing a cycle of, of, what, of, of, of what we're seeing in manhood now, where, where it's lost. Once again, command definition of manhood also comes from being initiated by other men. Because yeah. we all we'll, we'll talk about reference points and stuff. We still look for it. Even if it was good or bad, we still look for it. Yeah. Um, so therefore now, it's, we're, at, we're at a stage where, it, where it's dire because the person that was supposed to be conferring, initiating, you know, supposed to be finding the context, explaining, yeah. answering the question, it's no longer there. Right, right. So it's left up for grabs for whatever culture, which we cannot argue is music and arts and entertainment, you know, and even that has an agenda. Yeah. Hip hop is yeah. owned by white people, yeah. white men, you know, that, that are regurgitating one part of black, because yeah. yeah. our, our lives, our history is not hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even the hood, was created. They call it in America. It's called projects for a reason. Yeah. It's a project <laughs> that's heavily working. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's being perpetrated through. You know what I'm saying? Music. And culture. So therefore, a black man is seen in one type of place. So once again, we're seeing the power of imagery now. You know, it's almost foreign to see a black. Look, we just let's have the first justice judge black. Yeah. First one. Yeah. You know. So once again. There's an agenda where even now, if I go, sorry, I've gone over the place now, even if I go back to slavery now, in the America context now, where even back in the days, where if there was any job of repute for black women or men, it was always to do with arts. Mm -hmm. It was always to do with music, yeah, always yeah. to do with sports. Yeah. And the system is still working till now. So what's happening now? Our role models that were black, I would argue for all of you guys, I'm sure it was sports, mm -hmm. music, it wasn't, it wasn't a doctor. It wasn't, and not against those other areas, but once again, you know, a black man has been subjected to the entertainment of another person. Yeah, yeah, of course. You understand? So I'm just bringing those points there because there's also a way that culture can even subconsciously define it for us. Yeah, right. Where it's just like we've, we've confined it to this. God bless our parents, doctor, lawyer. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> they saw something that we didn't see, you know what I mean? So yeah, now that I'm older, I'm like, you know, I see what you guys are trying to do. Yeah. But at the same time now, but I'm just saying, I'm just echoing all those points there because there's so many narratives that are out there in, in the world now um, that, that, that once again, if we do not dissect through the lens of scripture, yes. now build all these other images of manhood, yeah. you know, that perpetuate and continue something over, you know, until over generation, and we just see ourselves getting worse, yeah. worse and worse. I'm not bad on a bit, but... No, 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 you know, I think even to the question you were asking initially around, um, mm. have, you, have I felt my manhood challenged yes, in marriage now? And even with that, with the imagery I've had from society yeah. and from people, this, the, to me, coming into the home, uh, but I only got married yesterday, basically. So <laughs> it's a short time, but yeah. I, I can even talk from a relationship perspective, maybe even even having a girlfriend or being together all that time, there was this thing of when I'm challenged, mm. it's like, you're meant to just listen, bro. Why are you challenged? Why, yeah. why are you saying, why are you saying but? Yeah. And it's not even that, because I'm, I'm not, I've always thought I'm not built like that. Yeah. I grew up with a single mom, like, 
like those who would know me close, they're like, I'm just, I don't want to call it like a lover boy, but like, I want women that yeah. empower women. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love, but for the first, I've got what's going on. She, she says, yeah, but no. Yeah, but no, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, we're going here for our date. No, 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 I want to go here. What do you mean? We're going here. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you, and it was like, all of a sudden I'm learning, I think, where we are now, and what I think is amazing by the challenge, I think as men we're getting from women is that I can't just call myself a man and everyone has to take it. Yeah. I've got to prove I'm a man. Yeah. And I've got to live up to what I'm saying yeah. I am as a man. And I think that is an amazing thing about where we're at, a good side of it. Yeah. I can't just say I'm a man. I can't just say you should do this yeah. and you must listen to me. Yeah. No, I must explain it. Yeah. I must communicate it which we struggle to do. Yeah. Because if I have to explain what I'm telling you to do, I have to actually understand what I'm telling you to do. Right. And I may not always understand it, yeah. but I want you to listen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to lead my home and tell you to do, okay, all right, but why? Yeah. Uh, I'm the man of the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. why, should, why should we take this route to here? Yeah. Because I said it. No, but why? That route looks quicker. Yeah. Now I have to explain it. Yeah. Communicate. Yeah. You need to communicate, okay, all right, um, certain emotions that happen in the house, explain it. I, I remember talking to brothers and it's like, do you know what the funniest thing is? Her why isn't just because she wants to rebel. Well, you're a team. Then she wants to understand. She wants to yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So imagine that time she's saying no, she's challenging. It's because, the same way you will challenge because yeah. you want to understand. Yeah. And ultimately, if she, if she wants to submit to you, if she's a godly woman, she yeah. wants to know what she's submitting to. Yeah. Because the word, she has a right, yeah, she, to. She has a right to. Because the word submit ultimately means to come under someone's mission. Yeah. But if there's if there's no mission to come under, they're like, yeah. so what, what the hell am I submitting to? And do, you know, do you know what? I think what this speaks to, just tying it in with the submission piece is, it speaks to us as men being men who are worth submitting to. Okay. Yeah. I've said it before to people in the past. Some people hear the word submission. And, ah, 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 ah. and it's because of what has... What, what have people have experienced and stuff yeah. like that. But I, I really do believe that a lot of people don't have much of a problem with submission. And I'll tell you why. At school, a lot of us had teachers we didn't like, didn't submit to them. A lot of us had maybe teachers we preferred. If, our, if those teachers asked us to do something, we'd be more inclined to do it. Because they were teachers that we liked. For whatever reason, we thought they were worth submitting to. Perhaps we as men, should be the kind of husbands, and hopefully if we've got godly wives, that should be informed by scripture, who our wives would want to submit to. You know, it's funny, we were talking before about masculinity and all these different narratives and things like that. I think that a lot of young people do not like, in fact, older people do not like the way that the cultural uh, chessboard is currently set up in terms of there being so many different narratives and what is the truth. Mm -hmm. I think that's the case because you've got somebody and whatever you think about him, yeah. we have seen that this individual by the name of Jordan Peterson, not saying anybody should co-sign him, but whatever you think about him, Jordan Peterson has a group of hundreds and thousands of young men and women who are interested in what he has to say because what he has to say is appealing to some sort of obvious evident provable, yeah. absolute, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. truth. Yeah. Something that applies to everybody. And so I think one of the things that can be said when it comes to this whole masculinity piece that all of us are kind of harping on here to a degree is that we want to make our masculinity sure, so to speak, yeah. prove ourselves to be men and we ought to. Um, but in terms of what masculinity is and what it means to be a man, I think we would all agree that it's something that has to, um, 
come from outside of ourselves, something that has to come from something greater. And that's why we, we suggest scripture. Um, but I, I would just want to say some things and, and love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I would say this, there are some guys who are listening, okay, great, now what? I think some practical evidences is in terms of what it used to be, what it used to mean to be a man in our culture. Brothers, you don't have to like football if you don't want to. You don't have to, you don't have to, you know, what's the NBA if you don't, yeah. you don't want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't have to do these things. Now it's difficult because 90% of men that you come across, you can get on with them if you could talk about football. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And sometimes that's where your strength as a man needs to come in. If we tie it into the Christian piece, you've got to be a man and what it means to be strong is to be able to stand against opposition. Yeah. So when you've got that internal opposition of, I don't want to talk about the gospel to someone or I don't really, I'm not really into this football thing. You've got to be strong and be the man that you are in that context. So what am I saying that you don't have to stick to a really stringent, narrow-minded, super hyper-focused definition of masculinity that didn't come from scripture. And on the other end, like, yo, your definition of what it means for you to be a man doesn't need to come specifically from mum. It's not mum that defines it, though she might influence it. Yeah. It's not wifey that defines it, though she might influence it. And so I think that's maybe just some helpful things in this, in this kind of world that we're in at the moment. Yeah, and I, and I would say like, to, to buttress your point, probably the, one of the biggest things is community, which is why I'm so big on 412 Men and Men's Monday. Shameless plug. It's because, <laughs> You know, once again, like, I, like, like men build men. Yeah. Once again, I'm sitting with you guys here, four different lived experiences, four different stories, four different uh, complete lives where I can learn and glean and where through transparency, through community, through, through commonality of, you know, obviously for all of us is, is our faith. We can, we're, we're able to find language expression and, and, and able to grow once again in a man. I think manhood is progressive in nature and, and how we become it. And yes, there's a constant, you know, definition that we can give to it. So I, I, I implore, I think the biggest thing I see in, in mentoring um, men is that it's a lack of, you know, you know, um, role models, the lack of mentorship, the, the lack of community. There's this inherent, you know, which clearly in um, our culture of just everyone being their own man, yeah. you know, you know, self-made. Yeah. There's this glory that we have where I did this, you know what I mean? Where no, no one can say they helped me or put me on, you know what I mean? Like I, you know what I mean? Which is, which is unhealthy, you know, which goes back to your point where some guys don't even have the, the ability to even ask their wives or, or ask their colleagues how am I doing because as far as they're concerned I'm doing my thing you know what yeah. I mean kind of thing which is why I find our slang language really interesting because it says a lot about how we how we think yeah, our connectability right. literally and I think you know once again you know manhood takes trust why does it take trust all of us have darkness yeah. why does it take trust because of the fall, we see what happened, that nakedness and, and shame, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's loud. Mm. I'm sure if all of us were able to sit long enough, to, there's some stuff about our lives that we're not necessarily proud about, you know, that mm -hmm. still maybe haunt us till now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There are some skeletons in our closet, you know what I mean, that would even fight against people listening to us right now about even if I call you a man day, something in your past could probably, that, that voice of shame could probably still challenge that. Sure. You know what I mean, kind of thing. And once again, we have an enemy who was by nature an accuser. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. once again, you know, we're, we're having to fight from uh, for our identity and not allow 
you know, the accusations of what we did to make us feel any less of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, which, which is why grace is so beautiful, you know what I mean, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, Titan, yeah, man, because time is fast, man. I'm going to let these guys do a last statement before we cut off. Any last words on masculinity, um, Marvin? Um, so don't be afraid to be you. Um, don't be afraid to be you. Don't be afraid to... Um, like similar to what you're saying, to be the soft one, to be the smiley one, to be the yeah. the one that maybe isn't the quote unquote strongest in the room. Yeah. Um, sometimes your strengths aren't always seen, mm-hmm. but they still make you you. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, for those who are in relationships, um, your strength isn't shown in your dominance per se. I think your strength is shown by what we talked about, by how much you can lift up those around you as a man in a relationship. So, um, yeah, that's what I say. Powerful. I think for me, it's just having that identity rooted in Christ Mm -hmm. in the sense of there's going to be so many things around you that are going to impact you. And like we've said, say you should be like this, you should be like that. But when you truly know yourself and you truly know who you are and who you belong to, you know the bits that you can take on and that are going to better you as a man and the bits that you're like, actually, that's not for me. You can keep it. And I think just a small touch on just the role of like mental health and suicide as well, especially within our community as men. And I think is when actually we get to a place of, actually, I'm I'm cool with who I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, you might tell me I should be like this, but... I'm cool with who I am, God's cool with who I am, then I think we're just going to be healthier. And I think those coming underneath us, when we're, I think the the, the lesson to say to them is like, it's cool you being who you are. Yeah, Yeah, have aspiration. Yeah, want to better yourself, but have compassion for yourself as well. You're you're good. You're good. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And I think that's just going to help them in terms of their well-being and, 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 and how they have, and their mental health as well. I think that is a big thing within our community. It's just people having labels, aspirations on them that sometimes they're never going to achieve. And it just makes them think, what's the point? You know what I mean? So powerful, man. Brothers, thank you so much, man. It's been an enriching, edifying conversation. You know, and I'm sure that our listeners are going to be really much, you know, encouraged and, and challenged and, you know, have their own you know what I'm saying, pandering in the, in the comment sections and whatnot. <laughs> but above all, guys, I really hope you guys were blessed today by this, this discussion of masculinity. You know, as you guys can see, it's a broad topic. We couldn't touch on everything in one episode, but I think we might have to do, you know, another uh, part two, three, four, five. But my, my prayer and my hope for you all is that you will grow in your manhood, you will flourish in your manhood, and you will allow the Holy Spirit to really be a helper in this area and find community. And if you lacked, you know, the um, example, the model of what it means to be a man that, you know, like today, like we said, responsibility is acknowledging that and doing something about it. You know what I mean? So seek out the mental, seek out the, uh, uh, um, the, uh, the father role model and, 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 and go on that journey into, into a full expression of manhood. Have a blessed day. Mm-hmm.